0: Hello there. This is Jason Dees, and this is the Think Through It podcast. Think Through It exists to help people think through the big questions of life and culture. On the Think Through It podcast, we'll be talking with friends, cultural influencers, and forward thinkers about the things that all of us need to be thinking about. Today I'm joined by my wife, Paige Dees, and together we have been thinking a lot about parenting as we're doing our best to raise three small children. We'll be joined by our friends Bradley and Susan Fulkerson, who've done a beautiful job of raising four children of their own who are now all out of the house and who are all doing very well. So thank you for joining us today as we think through it. You know, we are going to have a conversation today about parenting, and I think this is a really good setting for this. Paige and I are on the young side of parenting the the new side our oldest is five so we've been at this for five and a half years now Um, and you guys uh, are just as of last year uh, empty nesters so you're a year into empty nesting Um, and so let's just kind of start there how's that been that that sounds better than being on the old side of parenting yeah yeah yeah. you're on the young side we're on the old side y'all are on we're just further down the. y'all are on the young side of empty nesting exactly there you go so how has that been? How's the how's the first year been? No kids in the house. We love it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no complaints. Okay. <laughs> no complaints. Okay. Uh, yeah, it Is was, it kinda I mean it's gotta be a little different though. It's not as noisy, but y'all had the progression like it got a well, little little less noisy, you know. I was yeah. gonna say with four kids,
1: um, you go through stages of empty nesting. So yeah. um, there was I think there was a lot of anticipation with the first child leaving the home. Sure. Because that definitely impacted, and that was, you know, gosh, more than a decade ago, that that definitely impacted the chemistry of our home. Sure. And what we learned is that as each child leaves, it changes the chemistry in a different way. And they're not gone forever. They come back and visit. And uh, but, but every child leaving created a new, we continue to call it, mini family. You know, yeah. And it got smaller yeah. and smaller until... Um much <laughs> to the, the dismay of our fourth, he got all of our attention right, for yeah, a couple yeah. of years while he was waiting to, to move on out of the house. But yeah, every, every, I think every subset of the family as it got smaller was a different dynamic.
0: Yeah.
2: And then we went and got a puppy. So we had oh, two man. dogs. So <laughs>
1: we
0: did some ad back. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. A little ad back, a little filling of the house. Well, we're like, we're in the throes of it now. I mean, we've got three kids, five and under. And it's busy, and, you know, Imrena is starting school, and that's crazy Jason. to think about. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm terrified and sad and everything else. Um And the boys are just crazy and rambunctious. But I think to kind of get started, what was y'all's mantra? I mean, i look at you guys, and y'all have four amazing kids. I, I respect and admire y'all for many reasons, but one of them is as I look at your children, I'm like, wow, they got awesome kids. So how... How did you do that? I mean, what, what was your mantra? What was something you're like, man, we, we tried to kind of live by this as we parented. Can I make just one more comment about empty nesting?
1: And this was my experience, but when, the, when that first kid left, I think you, you're, you guys are in a stage where you can't imagine not having all your kids at your house. Right. And yet you know that they're going to leave something. Right, yeah. But when the first kid leaves, the ones that are remaining get these little you know, countdown clocks on their forehead, and you realize, I've got two years with you, five years with you, seven right, years yeah. with you, and all of a sudden, the reality of the, the finite amount of time that you are mm-hmm. going to be a parent with kids in your home relative to your total life is is so much more real Yeah, because it seems like it's going to be forever. It's not. Right. It's yeah. really just a window
0: that you have to impact the lives of your kids, and then they're launched. Mm-hmm. So how did you use that window? What was how, what, what guided you guys in the window of parenting?
2: you talking about specifically. That's a deep who, question. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, when, well, for when they were left or back to the mantra? Question? Back to the
0: mantra. Yeah. What okay. guided you guys? Was there I like, as
1: we, you know, discussed some of this kind of leading up to being with you today, I think you, um, you have different seasons of life with your kids. So like at the beginning, you know, at the very beginning, you're just trying to, you know, keep them safe, right? Yeah. Then you start trying to instill some values, and then you start trying to, and, and you know, help them make decisions, you know, with your help, and then you try to help them be able to make decisions with your counsel. Right, yeah. And it changes just as they go through different seasons of their life and as they grow and mature. and um,
2: We were very intentional, though. We really um, sat down and we thought of how we wanted our family to look. Bradley spent a lot of time under Tommy Newberry doing goals, personal goals, and corporate goals, and so he brought all of that into our house. And um, so we really talked about, okay, overall, you know, what is our goal individually? What's our goal as marriage? What's our goal with kids? And I guess if we had to kind of summarize the mantra, Bradley actually did a family mission statement. But <laughs> okay, well, so yeah,
0: well, that's the, so we have which a mantra,
1: was, yeah, which yeah.
2: is kind of lengthy. So we decided to kind of summarize it. In well, a you look
1: at a you look at a business, and a business has a vision and a mission and goals and objectives, and then you translate that over to your your marriage to start with, which is kind of the foundation of a family, and then you know to your family as a as a whole as a slightly larger you know group when the when the kids come, and you know a lot of people spend more time planning a vacation than they do planning their marriage or their family. Yeah. It just happens Well, just to your point about business, like
0: if you were to ask someone, what is the most important things in your life? Everyone says family relationships or my marriage or my children or something like that. But then how much strategic planning actually goes into family? Very little. Yeah. So talk to us about that. Okay. How how do, what do we need to do? What do other young parents need to do? Um, What did y'all do? So what is, I'm curious, what is the, what was the, the vision statement or the mission statement of the Fulkerson home?
2: He has a long version that he brought, but if we put it in a nutshell, it is: love God, do your best, and have fun.
1: Yeah, I mean the the. The short version is the purpose of our family is to glorify God by maintaining a home that provides the environment, training, and encouragement for each individual family member to reach his or her full God-given potential, for our family as a whole to impact our friends, neighbors, in the world, and for our generation to impact future generations by a godly example and a legacy of faith. That's beautiful. And then it kind of goes on to break those down. And, And you know what? It's... It's not that we perfectly, you know, live that out or modeled it, but if you have something to remind yourself why, at you're least doing, gives you some accountability. Exactly. And and one thing that we did from even before we had kids um, was that we would in, in around January or around New Year's kind of have a little couples retreat or something and say and, and just remind ourselves what what are we doing and why? What is our yeah. purpose? What is our mission? What's our mm-hmm. vision? And to go back to something.
0: To, to make sure we weren't off course on that was, was good for I mean, us. It, it's interesting you say before you have kids, because all of this like, is important, and it does get harder once you have kids. I mean, Paige and I actually re- used to be really good at all these like six-month break goal-setting. Mm-hmm. And we really haven't done that that recently, just because it's like, we've been holding on. <laughs> We're just in survival <laughs> mode. Yeah. And hey, some seasons of life, survival is a great goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So... We are alive, though. Okay, so so how how did you do this? Like, how what were some things you laid out? Okay, if one of our goals is to glorify God, if one of our what, what were some actual practical kind of takeaways from that mission statement? How did you create an action plan? What was the action plan?
2: Well, for the spiritual, first of all, we really um, thought long and hard about which church for our family to be a part of, and that was huge. Um, we've been in. We've been married 33 years. Today actually is our anniversary. I'd like to congratulate. Oh, very appropriate. Um, so we would really think through um, what church, our involvement. It was really important for us for the kids to be there a lot, to get to know their friends there. Even I think back with preschoolers, we did play groups. I'd get together with the other moms in the church and we, you know, babysit kids and stuff like that. Um As I got older, super involved with middle school, high school. We did all the annual mission trips, the um, Discipleship Now weekends. So that was a big part, um, just our church life. But then at home, too, we did try to do some family devotions. We have to say our kids are nine years apart, top to bottom. So as of today, we have 28, 25 22, and 19. But when you've got four kids, you know, nine years apart, and that's really difficult well, to sit and down and have a It's even with a, hard
0: with, you know. A
3: five-year-old and
0: yeah, a three-year-old. Five five, five-year-old a three-year-old, two years apart, because yeah. like Emory and it, and just even personality. Like, we we separate
3: them. Yeah. A lot of times we separate them into two different rooms yeah. so that Emory can have a little more special sure. time. Because John Kell is jumping off the wall while we're doing devotions. Right. Right. So we're just teaching him the basis of how to sit still and pray. He's
0: actually getting better. He
3: is getting better. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: And so, but that's like, that's our big goal. Like, can you kneel down for one minute? You know, like (laughs) that's for him. And like, Brianna is like learning the Baptist catechism. Like, I mean, so they're just in totally different places. Right. And so.
2: We spend a lot of time with them one-on-one at bedtime. That was just a real sweet time.
0: Yeah. Would y'all um, split that up? How would y'all do that? Like, you would take two. Bradley would take two. Or,
2: well, when they were all, you know, they were all going to bed at different times because they're
3: different ages. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, y'all
2: could go in. Right. And it wasn't we were always together, but we were at least one on one. One of the goals that Bradley had was to read through the Chronicles of Narnia, the whole series, mm-hmm. all of it, with each one of the kids. So, so he, would you do that individually?
0: Out loud individual Advent time. I
2: can, like, quote the quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he did that. Big-ass fan. And, ass yeah. <laughs> and um, I was always the more hands-on with the day-to-day homework and schoolwork, and we chose to put our kids in a Christian elementary school. Changed, and they ended up doing public as they got older, but we started out with that. So they had Bible classes in there. Um, daily at school, so when I was, you know, kind of going over reviewing spelling words, going over homework, I'd always say, what are you studying? So I would always expound on that and um, kind of supplement whatever they were doing in their Bible classes, and there's something about um, nighttime when you're putting a kid down to bed, you know, they just open up, they just open up and they kind of share more, and um, so that was really a lot of our sweet time to really get spiritual truths, you know, kind of see where they were, questions mm-hmm. they had, and to just pray with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's funny because even now, um, of course, as the kids get older, they love it because I get in bed with them and I rub their back. Mm-hmm. So part of the time when they're older, it's like, just rub my back, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they know I'd be praying, too. Right. But, I mean, my boys would come home from school and I'd get in there, rub their back, and still we're talking and we're praying, and they just open up when it's mm-hmm. late at night like that. And uh, I know Riley always wonders whenever one of the kids comes home My twenty-two-year-old, Riley's like, I swear you don't get in bed till two in the morning. I'm like, well, he's a late-night guy, and we just start talking late at night. You know, Mm -hmm. that's when. um,
1: Where you wake up with a twenty-two-year-old in bed with you, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind
2: of cool and comfortable. Yeah, 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 that's.
0: That's amazing. As uh, that never ends, I guess. <laughs> yeah. well, Depends we, on the kid. Depends sometimes the kid. we'll have like we'll be like five wide in our bed because <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's
3: like everybody slowly trickles in. One of them wake yeah. up and then the next one, uh, and then yeah, so. I mean, you take one back to the bed and then another one comes <laughs> to their bed. And you're just like okay. But, so. but
1: we also just to kind of continue that theme about when you pick the times to to really pour into them. Um, we kind of. Um, in addition to the younger years, the elementary years, there's kind of there's a real key transition between childhood and adolescence, which um, I think, depending on the kid, can go over a couple of years. And for each of our kids individually, there, there's been some books written, like "She Calls Me Daddy" and "Raising Modern Day Nights, um, which is about helping a child transition from childhood to adolescence and all the issues that they face, and really focuses on character traits. And so um, we would take like a two-year period and get with other fathers and sons or fathers and daughters or mothers and daughters. You spent the time with our, with our daughter and I spent some of the time with our sons and, and um, met once a month and went over character traits, discussed them, and kind of kind of really um, captured that time where they're making a lot of decisions
0: about who they are. And that's something, going back to the local church, I'm sure a lot of those friends were probably they were local church friends. And so, yeah, just yeah. having other people that you're in it with, and other kids that your kids can see. Okay, well, this guy's dad cares about me learning exactly. how to be patient. Also, yeah. And you can and so, say this. You can say something to a child, but if another dad says it to their child in earshot
1: of your kid, yeah, it's listened to, to yeah, somehow that's really awesome. more, yeah. and or rather just reinforced better. Mm-hmm. And then we made kind of a formal. You know, graduation from each one of those individual times that we had um, during that—you know—it's like a ten to thirteen-year-old mm-hmm. window. Yeah, uh, they kind of ended with a individual trip that we took each of our kids on with just their two parents when they were
0: thirteen. And y'all, y'all have been pretty good about doing some kind of reward things like that, like doing a graduation trip, doing a yeah. that kind of thing, like kind of laying forth those disciplined moments of family time. Yeah, so talk to me the- about that a little bit. To me, it just kind of drives a stake in the ground.
1: It creates an etched mm-hmm. memory for them, mm-hmm. and it kind of like is a milestone of that that you're saying, hey, you you have just crossed over from childhood to adolescence. We want to recognize that and honor you for that and, and encourage you to continue to make the decisions. That is so
2: awesome. What are some of those trips that you did? Well, we, we started out thinking, okay, when you're 13, I mean, it was... Actually, with our trips, when the kids were young, we actually kind of would laugh and we'd say we'd take a top half trip and a bottom half, top half, or the older two, Kate and Brad, because we wanted to do fun things like snow ski, and obviously you can't take your three-year-old and your one-year-old. Right. So we started out with our four- and six-year-old, you know, teaching them to snow ski and doing stuff, and I have to say we couldn't have done any of all of our trip stuff without our wonderful grandparents who babysat But we started doing trips with just the older two, like Disney. Disney was not going to be interesting to a one-year-old. You know, why pay and do that and be held back with a stroller and all that? So um, eventually we got to where we could do trips with all six of us. But there was something about when we decided to take each child alone when they were 13. And then for Kate's 13th, we went to New York City. She had never been. And we did all the highlights. And I have to say it was right after 9 11 it was um so we actually went down there. It was Christmas time. She was totally caught off guard because she has a January birthday, but we got it on the holidays. But it's funny because then the boys started saying, Ooh, what am I gonna do when I'm 13? Mm-hmm. It's like they all look forward to it, you yes. know. Um when Kay graduated from University of Virginia, I said, pick a place wherever you want to go, we're just gonna go, you and I we're gonna go do something. And we went to England. Wow. And we went to London and Bath and Oxford, we kind of just did some England stuff. So it's really great because the kids know that um, that's our time just to totally focus on them. With For 13-year-old trips, we did do both of us. We ended up with every child well, just the cool. two of us. And then just because of where we were in life and getting mm-hmm. away and with the international, we wanted to spend longer so it was easier if I went with Kate than Bradley went to Mexico with Brad after he graduated from Georgia Tech, and they did a big deep sea diving, fishing thing, and all that stuff. And I'm like, "Yeah, y'all can go with me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
1: that's that, awesome. It, 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 it almost doesn't matter the venue or the location; it's just the event of doing
2: it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, yeah, I
1: mean, if you and can't it, go to London or something, it, it even just camping. Camp. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just it. it but that's what, the thing that's striking me about this is the intentionality of it like you just I guess you said that at the
3: beginning Well let me ask a question though I think that I'm realizing here that you guys have done a great job of building a relationship with your kids and I know that as kids become teenagers they tend to shut down and their parents aren't cool anymore and they don't want to talk to them they kind of block them out of their life um and I've noticed with working with high school students that the parent the parent teenager relationship becomes just more of a to-do list. Did you do your homework? Did you clean your room? And there's no fun. There's no relationship part in it. Like, what would you say um, during that time when you start seeing that your kid is becoming a teenager and they're starting to want to separate? Like, was there something that you guys did to keep that friendship, that that relationship there to where it wasn't so rules and regulations? Yeah. We made the decision early
2: on that we wanted to be the house where everybody would hang out. Mm-hmm. And when we switched our kids over to public school, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know any of these families. We had been in this sweet little Christian elementary school and I thought, I wanna have people over here. I wanna be the one. So we had House with a pool and we had all the games and everybody loved coming over. And I really and Bradley, we really invested in getting to know their friends. And it was funny because their That's friends brief. would come over. A lot of times their friends would come over and hang out with us would even their friend, you know, like Brad had friends from Walton and Brad would be gone and his friends would just come <laughs> over. Yeah. yeah, Come on, there's 15 and kids, some the of these kids That's what we wanted. Yeah. Some of these kids didn't come from a healthy, you know, they had divorced parents or yeah. they had some sad situations and they felt comfortable just coming over, just, hey, can we hang out? And we'd say, sure, sit down, have dinner with us. And we realized after an hour or two, the person that came to see is not even here. So yeah. it was great. And I think that, our kids love that. They love that we just said, come on, everybody, come over here. Let's just be the house. Um, and, and that kind
1: of gets to something that, that is, is a little kind of pet peeve with me, and that is this, the whole quantity time versus quality time. Mm-hmm. There, there, I think there's been a lot of you know mistaken emphasis on quality time because you can't make quality time or you can't be assured it's going to be quality. You can't say this yeah. is your 30 yeah. minutes with dad. Make it quality. Right, right. You spend quantity time and the quality, you know, and you have a shared interest or something to do or, or you're the house where people are hanging out and the quality time happens when you maybe least expect it even.
0: Well, and it seems like, and that's kind of what I was trying to get to, it seems like you guys said no to a lot of things so that you could say yes to your kids. Like I think what I'm like hearing is we knew we had this short window. We wanted to be e- e- intentional with it. I mean, can you talk to me about that, like what that looked like, just even work-life balance? Well, just and-
3: having the party house is a lot of work for you guys. I mean, because you're having to stay at home a lot. You're having to provide a ton of food. You're having exactly. to like, pull party. You got yeah, not messes. Easy. Yeah, because i thought through that, and I'm like, that's a lot of work. I'll tell you one channel. thing
1: we said no to, and Susan can talk more about this, but at one point, we realized that um, we were watching too much TV, and we went for a long period of time, like years... And we turned off the TV, no cable, no no nothing and just said, play, you know, do something, do a board game, do something. And then that was such a great move that it, I think it really positively impacted our family. And well, in, we,
2: we left now because we did that when our older two were like probably, you know, elementary age. So the younger ones were so young, but they're both great readers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when we turn on the TV, you could tell that younger dude don't like to read as much. Maybe that doesn't have anything to do with it, but Kate Brad are great but readers. They would go yeah, through volumes yeah. of books. And then I have to say, I'm the, the huge sports fan in the family. I'd break down right around college ball games, Super bowl, <laughs> I'm like, let's get that thing plugged back in yeah, and get the table back up. But it was a very intentional thing. Instead, you know, we're going to sit down, we're going to have game night. We're going to, you know, we're big on going outside, doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but I have to say, we did give in. Sometimes I wonder, you know, the kids are like, Kate Brown are like, y'all are totally different parents by the time Will and Sam came along. You do. You totally
3: just kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah.
2: That's, that's why, that you why your older, older doesn't want
3: you to have kids when you're older. That's oh. why you have a window time Brian says, it's
0: a young man's gig. It <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Laura case
2: like I went to bed at seven o'clock for decades because you were tired with all four of them, and I, you know, and I'm like, oh no! But you know, you do and things.
0: All, kids, all of her friends were playing in the yard.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm like, sorry, <laughs> you know, you you would you just kind like of chill out as you get older, too. Yeah. You know. So
0: uh, let's talk about too firm, too soft. I, I thought that's kind of interesting. Like, what's something you were like? We were too soft on this. We should have been a little firmer. What's something we were too firm on this? We should have been a little softer. Hindsight, and yeah, you could say. That. Well, the, the too hard was
1: probably, I mean, we, at the beginning of the whole Harry Potter thing, you know, there was some counsel and advice coming out to not engage sure, with that, wizards. You know, whatever. Such, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, um, in hindsight, um, we, we kind of held off on that for a number of years. And then our kids found out, like, you know, we're, we need to kind of... Tap into this and just kind of it's it's a cultural thing and it's literature, it's not yeah, a different religion. Well actually Kayla's
2: first year at UVA, she said she called me, she goes, Mom, for two days I've done nothing but read through all the Harry Potter series. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. I had never read a grown-up. I said, Honey, I'm sorry. (laughs) We were a little
1: probably a little too hard on that. Yeah. What were we too soft
2: Um one of the things that we debated, and I still don't know if we have the right answer. This whole thing really came into play more with our younger two because cell phones weren't out when, you know, Kate was in elementary school, but the whole internet thing has been a real, just, it's, it's hard. I'm, I'm really glad I'm not raising kids right now with just all the screen mm-hmm. time and stuff, but the whole internet filter, we kind of, you know, as our boys are in middle school and that internet stuff's coming out and you hear all the horror stories about them getting on bad websites. Mm-hmm. I was telling her, like, we need filters. We need filters. The problem is we got a filter and I am not kidding you. It caused more stress because whenever they were trying to work on the research papers and stuff, you can't get yep. half of what you need because there's so many blocks. Yeah. And so I was always thinking we needed filters. Bradley was kind of saying when they're 18, they're going to leave. They could go anywhere and get on any computer. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, at a certain age,
1: it's absolutely, it's part of keeping a child safe, mm-hmm. but as they mature and, and, and you want to focus on their heart, you have to realize that they're going to be launched into an unfiltered world, and they need to be right. able to make their own decisions about. They, they'll they find a way to is. do
3: it, even if it's blocked at home. They'll right. find somewhere else to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely,
0: yeah. right. Absolutely. Is it one of the things that I've talked about when I talk about parenting? Is it's actually the goal of parenting to set your children free? And y'all pro- probably heard me give this definition before. The goal of freedom. What is freedom? Freedom is when you do what you want to do, but when what you want to do is what you ought to do. Right. So Mm -hmm. the goal of parenting is to set your children free, but to that kind of freedom. Right. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's kind of what you're talking about. But it's but there is it's interesting. I've used Galatians as kind of a parenting guide because in Galatians three, the you know, Paul talks about the law as a guardian. So there's this balance of like pushing them to freedom, yet keeping them guarded that I think is really hard to know uh In parenting, exactly kind of what those are and when those are, and you know how to push and how to free and when it's and, and obviously like no parent no parent does it perfectly um how have you in general helped your children though make decisions so if you're they've made a lot of decisions already i mean obviously you know Kate is married, about to have a child they've gone through college they've gone through work decisions. How have you guys helped guide them on decisions? They have to make themselves, but kind of in that right. consulting role that parents get into in you all stage. Well, just to take one um, example,
1: the college decision. It totally depends on the kid because every kid's different. We've gone through four processes of helping a child make a decision about that. And I don't think in any of the four cases, like there's even an overlap of one school that was considered. Mm-hmm. It's like this group was considered for this child, and they mm-hmm. made this choice. This completely separate group yeah, was considered for this child. Yeah. There's like not even any overlap. It so is...
3: basically, you have to know your kid really well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and there's a...
2: And that was true even with schools. Oh. Because... Before college. Um, Right. Even like public school, we were in a great public school district for high school, but we did not feel like it was a place for our youngest. Mm-hmm. We right. felt like he, his learning style, he needed to be in a smaller environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sam... He just came off a gap year. We never would have considered a gap year for our older three. And Sam did the link year at Canuck, which was between,
1: amazing yeah, between high school and mm-hmm. starting college. And
2: it was hard because he kept going. But I'm ready for school, just like Kate Bradwell. What you know? And he fought us, and we just said, just trust us, and Bradley flew him out there to go look at, and he came back with his, like, your keychain, and his little- yeah. and he's like, yeah, I think I like this, man, and, then, and then it's like the best thing we did, you know, right. hindsight, but, but you have to just realize, you know, don't do what everybody else says, don't always just do what your child says, and I said, you just got to trust us, we really think you need that extra year, and you know, he's exactly he's told me over and over, he's about to go off now. I'm so glad I had that year. I'm and, relieved and I think that you, you gave can me that year. you can also
1: use every decision-making process as a way to help re to help emphasize in their lives the importance of prayer because you know, parents pray for their kids and together and separately, but to pray with them through a decision is modeling and actively engaging them in the process of seeking God's will for their life. What a great example of them, of a process for them to go through for other decisions in the future that they're gonna to have to make. Yeah.
0: What's a tool? We're on, we need to wrap up here pretty soon, but what's a tool you'd say, hey, parents, this book I read, or this is something we use? If you get your hands on this, it's a great tool. And, and why is it such a good tool? And I'll ask all three of you this. As we Other than us. the Chronicles of Narnia, well, that could
3: be a tool. That that could be the tool. I bet that's great because I mean, tell us why you love that so much reading you know, it with the kids. To
1: me, it, it it it's got so many biblical principles. It's mm-hmm. got you know good versus evil. It's mm-hmm. got so many things, and it actually became like a conversation starter, uh, just based on the the themes of of that whole yeah. series. It was fantastic. And imagination, yeah, and or, and, it, and it just unlocks imagination yeah. exactly, and it it lets your kid know there's a Huge big world. All right, so
0: we'll let you have Chronicles of Daria. Right, Susan? Mm-hmm.
2: James Dobson's books are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, bu- a book he wrote, I can't think of the title now, about raising boys, which was Bringing Up Boys. Yeah. Bringing Up Boys, which came right about the time I was in the thick of it with the boys that I read. Um, even when they're younger, about discipline. Um, there's just so many good resources out there, but I do think one of the best things is find couples that are maybe just a little bit ahead of you. Mm-hmm with their kids that you admire and that you respect and just pick their brain, just spend time with them and, and um, hang out with them. And that's
3: really kind of what we did.
0: How about you Paige?
3: So I would say for smaller kids, I really enjoyed the big picture story Bible. It's got, it's a big book and it can capture the five-year-old and the three-year-old attention, huge pictures, but also um, it tells, you know, the stories of the Bible, but um, it's, it's practical enough to where I can really talk with Emriana one on one about, you know, what God's teaching her and and different issues like that. So, but then John Kellis also really likes the big picture, so it keeps his attention more. So, yeah,
0: it's a great tool. I mean, there's a lot of good tools. Emriana right now are doing are doing the catechism. Which is great, not that she's just hopefully learning some theology, but she'll ask these great questions afterward, you know, like, why is, why does God love righteousness so much? I mean, so it's the follow-up questions that she asks that really make it great. So talking about theology uh, with your kids in a catechism is obviously a great tool for that. Well, Susan Bradley, happy anniversary. First of all, (laughs) 33 years, 28 years of parenting, and uh, God has been so kind to you, and uh, but you've honored him, and you've obeyed him. Paige, we got a lot to learn. We
3: do. we got a long and winding road I was, ahead. I was over uh, here taking notes the whole time. Yeah.
0: And, uh, but, hey, thank you guys so much. And uh, just I think it's a great encouragement to all of us thinking through parenting issues. And this has been the Think Through It podcast. And I'm Jason Dees, encouraging you to think through it.